RTL Original Podcast. Is the second song on an album the best or at least the most important? Well, taking inspiration from the iconic Blur smash hit of the same name, join me, Stephen Stepslow, as I look into this loose theory and discover that an incredible amount of LPs have an absolute belter of a song too. We also speak to international artists and musicians and find out what they have to say on the matter with some surprising results. Each week, we will be running the rule over a classic song too and inviting guests to agree or disagree. If, like a lot of listeners to this podcast and not too few a number of musicians, you are yet to be compelled by my argument that the second song on an album is the best one, then in poker parlance, let me see you our previous output and raise you an Alanis. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but best for you both. Defined as the ultimate breakup song and not without reason, Alanis Morissette released You Ought to Know in 1995 and it remains one of the most beloved songs of the 90s. For a while, slap bang in the middle of the 90s to be precise, if you did not scream out, well can you feel it, you weren't even really alive, were you? Sleepwalking through the day and ignoring one of the world's biggest stars being born. Alanis Morissette's seminal masterpiece is forged deep into the memory of anyone lucky enough to have been around during this time we shall now refer to as the Jagged Little Pill era, an album that you can reasonably argue as being one of the very best ever made, featuring as it does, Hand in My Pocket, You Learn and Ironic. But few can argue that a debut song from a debut album has hit so hard as you ought to know, from its cold-spoken opening to the spittle and bug-eyed rage of the chorus. Alanis's debut album has thus far sold upward of 33 million copies. To put that in context, more people own that record than live in Australia. Morissette didn't have a record deal when she recorded this song and had a hard time finding any takers when she shopped it to labels alongside Hand In My Pocket and Perfect as a demo for the Jagged Little Pill album. The only major label to show any interest was Madonna's Maverick Records, whose 22-year-old A&R man Guy Osery got very excited when he heard it. He signed it to Maverick in a deal that worked out rather well for the label when the album became one of the bestsellers of the 1990s. The lyrics came from a journal entry Morissette wrote during what she describes as a very devastating time. She told Spotify, 
When I hear that song, I hear the anger as a protection around the searing vulnerability. I was mortified and devastated. It was a lot easier for me to be angry and feel the power from that anger versus the broken, horrified woman on the floor. Dave Navarro, guitarist with Jane's Addiction and Flea, bassist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, played on the cut, and the late Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins was rumoured to have performed drums. Though this has never really been admitted, he did appear in a video and in some live performances. Flea explained to Bass Player magazine some years after the track was released, It was very instinctive. I showed up, rocked out and split. When I first heard the track, it had a different bassist and guitarist on it. I listened to the bass line and thought, that's some weak ass shit. It was no flash and no smash, but the vocal was strong, so I just tried to play something good. The song propelled Morissette to international stardom, but fame turned out to be a jagged little pill in itself when she became recognised just about everywhere she went. It ruined one of her favourite pursuits as a result, that being people watching. After about 18 months of touring and promotion, she was exhausted. She took a trip to India to get centred and released her next album, supposed former infatuation junkie in 1998, which sold well but not to the levels achieved by Pill. You Ought to Know is often considered a revenge song, but Morissette says that was never the motivation. The context is important, she told Spotify. I didn't know that many people would be hearing the song. I didn't think the whole planet would be hearing it. I was writing it so I didn't get sick. I was writing it to get out of my body the same way I would speak to a therapist or my best friend. If I didn't speak out about it, I would have gotten sick. It was very cathartic. I thought that writing songs with these subject matters in them would mean I wouldn't have to talk to human beings. But having sung You Ought to Know countless times over the years, the relationship itself was still tinged with pain, and I quickly came to see that the process of writing these songs was very cathartic. But it wasn't healing. I still had to interact with human beings to resolve things. Speaking with Parade in a 2012 interview, Morissette said she never tires of performing this song, as it's a great vehicle to channel through any rage or pent-up energy from that day. The singer quickly became frustrated, however, when the provocative line, Would She Go Down On You In A Theatre, became the song's biggest talking point. That one line being focused on so much in the media was a misrepresentation of why it was written, she told Q Magazine in 1996. It says a lot about how society may not have evolved as much as I thought, that it still sees sexual references as taboo. It was written from a desperate, dark, almost pathetically sad place within my subconscious, a conversation I was having with my own psyche. It's a line as potent as any other on the record. Throughout the years, Morissette has never publicly revealed who the song was about, and she still hasn't. 
It's Dave Coulier who outed himself once and for all in an interview on American broadcasting company Sirius XM Faction Talks, Jim Norton and Sam Roberts' radio show. Ever since Morissette's breakup anthem You Ought to Know came out in 1995, it's been widely assumed to be about Full House actor Dave Coulier, whom she met in 1992 and dated for two years. Morissette has never come out and said her hit song is about Coulier, who is in his mid-30s to her 18 years when they met, and Coulier has gone back and forth in interviews about whether he is the subject. Now, Coulier has discussed his reaction to hearing You Ought to Know for the first time in the 90s, recalling how he thought, I think I may have really hurt this woman. Here's the story. Coulier's driving in Detroit and he's got his radio on. He says of the first time he ever heard the song, I heard the hook for your ought to know come on the radio. And I'm like, wow, this is a really cool hook. And then I hear the voice and I'm like, wow, this girl can sing. And then I was listening to the lyrics going, oh, oh no, uh oh, I can't be this guy. In recording Jagged Little Pill, some armed men threatened Alanis Morissette while she was working on the record, and the singer almost lost all of the work she had done for the record. Speaking to Alex Jones and Gethin Jones on BBC's The One Show, Morissette said, I was being held up at gunpoint and they wanted all my things and I knew I was going to give them anything, first of all. Second of all, I had my backpack with all the Jagged Little Pill record contents in it. I gave them my wallet and my purse and they said go lie down. So I lay down with my backpack and I thought, They'll take that on the way out, but they didn't. It was so fortuitous, and I'm happy to still be here. In a personal note, Jagged Little Pill was an album that I had on repeat. I basically knew everybody in my school had a copy of that record too. If they didn't, they had a copy of the copy. The name of Alanis Morissette and the lyrics to You Order Know were scribbled all over people's canvas satchels. It still resonates to this day, and when the track comes on now, as it did back when it was first aired on MTV, you stop, you listen, and you sing along to nearly every word. It is that much of a classic. And if you didn't know the reason it's featuring here, it is a song too. Perhaps the definitive song too. So, if you weren't on board before listening to this, I hope you are now. In researching this episode, we went about the usual sources. Songfacts.com, Rolling Stone, Spotify, Oral Crave, Enemy, Stereogum, AmericanSongwriter.com, and somehow an article on Mamamia.com. Point is, we read loads and loads. Don't forget to hit subscribe, drop a star rating, and let us know your Song 2 tips and tiffs. This series is getting more to it added by the minute. I've been Stephen Steps Low, and this has been Song 2 for RTL Today Radio. Thanks for listening.